Welcome to What Do You Believe? Today I am speaking with a very special woman who has been an important part of my own spiritual journey, healer and intuitive coach, Alita St. James. Thank you for joining me, Alita. It means a lot. Oh, wow. It means a lot to me, too. <laughs> We've had quite the journey together. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> many, many combos. Um, you've been practicing energy healing for many years, and your story is remarkable. Having two beautiful children at the age of 57, helping countless women and men get in tune with and manifest their deepest desires. Could you explain for our listeners how energy healing works and how you practice? Well, there's a lot of, in fact, lately people are saying, oh, you're an energy healer. Do you do Reiki? And I go, yeah, when I was 22. I'm now 72. <laughs> I manifested twins at 57 using energy healing and Eastern and Western medical approaches. All right. The thing about what I do with energy healing is that I was born psychic slash intuitive. I've worked on it for many, many years in the jungles of Peru, in South India, all over the world, studying with spiritual masters so that I could perfect my ability to transform energy quickly. So I'm an accelerator. The good news is with my gift, I can see exactly where the block is, what happened when you were six or seven, and then from there we have a conversation and I can see how in the cellular memory, in the subconscious mind, we're holding or you're holding a limitation in terms of what you feel about yourself and what you can actually achieve. Now, the subconscious is 90% of how we function. So you can think, oh, I think I'm great, I'm wonderful, blah, 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 blah. but in the subconscious, you're not in alignment with your conscious belief system, and so it doesn't manifest. What I realized in a very early age, because I started out in a show business career, I had gone to drama school in England with Twiggy and the Beatles, and that was a great time in my life. And then I was able to get the lead in the Amsterdam production of Hair, so I was in Amsterdam for a year and a half, and that was a total great you know, experience. But I realized that as I was trying to transform myself, because in show business, your insecurities are huge. One minute I'm the star in hair, the next minute, what's my name? So you have to have a very deep sense of self that does not reflect back to you in terms of, am I working? What do people think about me? Did I get that, you know, nail that audition? Are they hiring me? Can I pay my rent? So your value has to come from someplace else. So I went on a whole mission of studying bioenergetics, healing with light, primal therapy, and something called um, <clears throat> cosmic consciousness, which was coming from Thurman Fleet, which is your thoughts are things. And that was like a big revelation to me, you know, concept therapy. And they would talk a lot about affirmations there. And I realized that, you know, you can tell yourself a million times that I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, I'm successful, but if your subconscious does not believe it, it doesn't manifest. So if you notice that there's certain things in your life that manifest right off the bat, then you know you're in resonance with your conscious and your subconscious mind and your spiritually conscious mind, all right? But if you notice that certain things are just not manifesting and you're bringing in the same kind of relationships, 
the same kind of situation financially and some kind of pattern, the same thing in a career, then you know that there is a disjointed situation, there's a wound, there's something really deep that you need to get to, release, clear, and then recreate. So part of my whole gig (laughs) in terms of shifting people, and I wrote the book, Life Shift, Let Go and Live Your Dream, did that. Amazing book, by the way. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I did Love it, it right on this bed that we're sitting yes. on. Right after the babies were born, they were in their two little car seats over there, and they gave me, Simon and Schuster gave me four months to write the book. Thank God I had a great book proposal, so a lot of it was already written. But, you know, the babies were there, and I was writing away, la, 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 and I got the book finished. You know, but it was really about, you can't just say affirmations. You have to clear the emotional, mental, and physical bodies and then bring the spiritual energy and then vibrate to your highest level. So if we go back to bringing in baby, why are women having such a hard time getting pregnant? Well, there's a lot of stress, toxicity in the air, all that kind of stuff is a big contribution. However, when women come to me, and I placed my hands on their uterus. They could have gone through 10 IVFs that failed, spent thousands of dollars, even gone up to 100, all right? And they're feeling in their uterus that they're not good enough. They're afraid they're going to wind up being like monster, you know, mother that they had, or they're not enough finances for them to feel comfortable to bring in a child, or they don't trust their partner. Now, If you're feeling like that, you're not going to allow yourself to get pregnant. You're not going to allow that embryo to burrow in there. So once I have them breathe and clear it and start to create a different belief system, which is what they want of bringing in baby, women get pregnant. So if you look at my website, there's a whole thing on fertility. And one of the women that did testimonials said, you will get pregnant with Alita. That's the one thing. I never let you give up. Ever. There are different kind of ways. Maybe they'll happen differently than you thought. But if you stay with me, you will get pregnant. And the same thing now, it just it's amazing. Like I did three weddings. One was in Ireland, <laughs> one was in the Hamptons, and one was in England. All right. With my clients. So I help them, you know, clear out the energy that was blocking them in terms of bringing in a relationship. Then they bring in the relationship, and then I work with a couple, okay? Because just because you bring in a relationship doesn't mean you don't, you don't have issues. You have loads of issues, all right? Because it's about transformation. Then we clear all the issues, and then I'm actually a minister. Done a lot of weddings. Fabulous. New York Times, celebrities, oh, right. etc. Carolyn Murphy was one of them. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was really nice. It was in Costa Rica at that particular time. It was magical. Wow. All right, so the thing is, so you kind of get the relationship, you work out the issues, and then I can marry you because I know the whole story. And it's really very, very fulfilling for me. So, we, you know, you're bringing in relationship, you're bringing in working on relationship, and you're bringing in the actual wedding and the baby. And then it comes into finances. Because so often we're up against the wall, especially as women, even though... Men, you know, a lot of their identity comes from their work. But women, especially when they have to do so many things, 
they have to be good in the relationship and then they have to be money makers and then they have to have the children and blah, 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 blah. It's a lot. That's why we can multitask. Yes. My experience is men can do like two things at once. When women come yeah. in, they go, I can't understand. Blah, 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 blah. I'm doing this, that, that. Blah, blah. And I said, you got to light his fire. He does the one or two things. You have to make like the, you know, it's 4th of July. Oh, my God. This is amazing. The restaurant's fabulous. Meanwhile, we as women have done five things, taken care of children, done this, done that. And, yes. you know, we just keep going. But it's really important to understand that yin and yang balance and what are the limitations with the male energy and how you need to support that and what are the limitations with the feminine energy and you have to support that. A thing that I found in my whole work, Mm. it's about how do you feel unconditional love for yourself. Mm. So that is the key. You know, you can say I love myself, I love myself. It doesn't mean one thing. It really doesn't because you're not feeling it. And as soon as somebody rejects you, bang, that's the litmus test. If you go down the tubes and when somebody rejects you more than for five or ten minutes, you got to shift out of it because you've given your power away to that situation. So I always say, if you went into a crazy house, for instance, would you ask them what they think about you? Well, some often what we're dealing with in the outer world are people that are kind of like not balanced, dysfunctional, and are projecting on us and sometimes they don't show up for us because they feel intimidated that they're not good enough and so we're thinking we're not good enough because they didn't show up and they're not showing up because they don't feel good enough Mm. and we're carrying that kind of really deep wound of being rejected and not being able to be important and not being a priority with us into our daily life and then that becomes our reality So when you learn to live from a higher level of consciousness, you clear, shift, and recreate to what you want to feel. I mean, Abraham talks about that a lot. Do the things that make you feel happy. You know, that's what you focus on. Now, with me, it's a little different because I'll say, all right, let's find out the negative stuff that you're feeling, release it, transform it, clear it, and then move into happy rather than just going to happy, all right? Because I do a lot of energy, emotional release work and clearing work and then connect you to your higher self rather than just go straight there. Because for me, I see that for the clients that come to me, they need that clearing in order to really junction in and ground the happy feeling. So I have twins. I am now 72. They are 15. It is a whole different world. You know, it's the internet, it's this, that, whatever. And it's like, oh my God, I have just as much energy for them. That's not the problem. But it's like, how do I understand the world that they're in versus I was brought up in the 50s and 60s. We just didn't do that. I cleaned my room. I said, you know, I had chores in the house, you know. They don't. I mean, is that my fault? Probably. I'm spoiling them. But, you know, the fact of the matter is they're very different. They don't want to go to sleep at night. My son can say paint and build and draw till 5 o'clock in the morning. He's like, you know, he has musician hours. My daughter, (laughs) it's like my daughter's, you know, watching shows to whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of parents that will say, oh, yeah, my kids don't go to sleep till 5 o'clock in the morning. What planet are we on? They go to school. They, I know, yeah. but they do. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's a whole different world. But because I had children, like people would say, what's going to happen when you're in your 70s and you're going to look like grandma? I'm going to make sure that I'm reversing my aging process. Yeah, so that's a very interesting topic. You're very into anti-aging. Tell, tell us about that. Okay. That's... Well, I have to be. You know, yeah. the thing is that I look remarkably younger, and I look younger and younger every year. However, that doesn't mean that the internal structure is not deteriorating. So I'm now on light stem cells that, you know, regenerate the stem cells in your own body. I'm on the beamer, which is electromagnetic energy that runs through your body and really cleans out the capillaries and keeps the circulation going. Because as you get younger, the circulation stops. So the stuff in the eyes and the stuff in the inflammation in the body, mm. I make sure, and I've always eaten properly and all that other kind of are stuff. You, are you vegan, vegetarian? Or, no. I try, I, you know, in leading hair, we did the macrobiotic thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> we did just macrobiotic. I was living with a crazy, you know, photographer, and he would do all the cooking because God forbid I got in the kitchen, right? But anyway, and sure, I got sick as a dog. Sick. I was on the stage. I could not move. Because years later, I learned you should eat from your blood type. My blood type is, oh, I need protein. So I had anemia. And they cured it by, you know, in Holland, you eat horse meat. And that's how they cured it. Yeah. Because I was, I couldn't move. I was really in bad shape. So I don't do that whole vegan thing, but I balance my protein with my vegetables. I don't eat a lot of sugar, you know, in terms of fruit and things like that. Mm. I have my treats every once in a while. I don't drink anymore at all. I was never a big drinker, but I'd have a glass of wine because I lived in Europe, right? Right. Italy and Spain and la, la, la. And, uh, but I don't, I don't feel the need for it. And that's, you know, people can have their glass of wine. I'm not judging them. It's just... I don't feel the need for it anymore. And I'm certainly not on drugs anymore either. You know? <laughs> no more weed, no more, you know, this is the age of Aquarius, la la. <laughs> None of that. You know, totally cool. <laughs> High on life, as they say. Oh, you are. I mean, your energy is amazing. You just beam white light. It's incredible. So what if someone is new to energy and, and, and all that you're that you're you're discussing what could they do themselves if they don't have access to you or to other I mean could you just give like a beginner's guide to energy is there a book or aside from your book of course but is there something that maybe you could educate you know beginners about this process well I think the most important thing to begin with is your breath Mm. so you want to look and see what there are what's out there in terms of breath work because that's how I started. Because the breath connects you to yourself. And then when you start to breathe and get deep inside of yourself, you're starting to activate energy. And then I would look at meditation. And then I would definitely get life shift, let go and live your dream. Because I took really con- you know, complicated uh, ideas, metaphysical, metaphysical ideas, and I put them really simply. And there's exercises and baths and all sorts of things you can get there. And your meditations on your website. Right. And the meditations on the website and the videos on the website. Yes. Because there are in and the Instagram, which yes. is Alita underscore life shift. And the website is Alita 
A-L-E-T-A St. James, S-T-J-A-M-E-S dot com. And you're going to see there's all sorts of meditations and quick tips, quick shifts that you can use. And then there are wonderful other, you know, practitioners, energy healers, and et cetera, that you can find on the website. You know, I mean, Wayne's Eye or any of his books are amazing. I just adore him. You know, he's in the next dimension now, but... He's really Deepak Chopra. He's another one. He's brilliant in terms of ideas and what comes in. Even Rajneesh, all the books that he wrote were brilliant books way back when. And then you have Sandra Ray in Rebirthing. She was right in there in the beginning. She has a great book. And then you have Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Another great book, you know, that I was brought up on. So I think people should like really look at that. And then also going to yoga and doing the breathing with the body, and even the hot yoga, it really starts to give you an idea of energy. And then when you want to deal with certain issues, you come to somebody like me, which, okay, I want to get this, I want to manifest that. And that's what we're doing, the 2020 New Year Intentions Program. For the last five years, five years or six, yeah, five years, at, you know, New Year's Eve, an hour before, I start to go into a meditation and these beings of light come in, like really 10 foot, you know, beings of light, guides, guardian angels. And the people that sign up for the New Year's intentions, I'm holding their intentions in my hand. So they're in this vortex that I've created of high spiritual energy. And I meditate once it goes, you know, 12 o'clock, ball comes down, everybody's screaming, yelling. I'm meditating for everybody's, you know, manifestations to happen. Then the next day, I take the energy and the information I got from whatever everybody needs, and then I go into a recording studio, and I record, download a New Year's meditation that people will listen to. And then the bonus, which I find is really important, is I will read and infuse healing energy into the intentions. So everybody gets to do eight intentions. I record them for them. They hear my voice, which has the healing frequency in it, and they can use that for the entire year. And the thing that's really beautiful about it is that so many people, like half the year, they've already manifested their intentions. So they'll say, oh, God, Alita, let's do it again. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, so I have like a 99 point whatever success rate for people. Like if you go through the intentions, it'll be there now. The thing is, there's certain people that it's in the art of becoming. So they have to go through, like in this one relationship situation, the guy just wasn't ready. So they got together, then they broke up, then they had to go through a whole series of different things. He needed to clean out some stuff. And now they're starting to build into what she really wanted to manifest in 2019. It's going to happen in 2020. Mm -hmm. But it had to go through a process before that relationship was going to be ready mm. to get to the next level. You know, so it doesn't necessarily, it's in God's timing. Yes. But you want to keep it in the vortex. The so same thing with getting pregnant. I have one client who it took her like six times and she did two intentions, but she kept the faith and held it. And then finally she got pregnant and now she was taking her baby to Santa Claus. Bless her. She says, oh, I'm taking him to Santa Claus. And I thought that's so cute. What, how fulfilling, how, what an amazing job you have. Yeah, no, it, it's really true. so many 
people living their dreams. Now, that's one of the reasons why I transitioned out of show business. Because not only was I singing, dancing, and whatever, I was also directing. And I happened to direct stars like Pernell Robert, uh, yeah, Danny Aiello, who I heard just passed away, Robert Forrester, he passed away, um, Roger Crawford. When I was like 27 years old, I was directing star packages. Amazing. Yeah. And then I directed Hair and the Dinner Theater down in Norfolk, Virginia. I mean, I was doing that. But then I realized, you know, most of the actors and artists have problems. I'd rather heal them than direct them in shows. So they started to come to me. And then this whole practice, people were asking me to, you know, work in the Opera House in Hamburg, go to London again, go, you know, all over the world, back to Amsterdam, and just you know, shift energy with mostly creative artists. So even if I'm working with lawyers or accountants or whatever, somewhere in them, they're photographing, they're painting, they want to live a bigger, fuller life. That was the reason why I shifted out because I can see, you know, instantaneous results in many cases. And I'm also the biggest mommy cheerleader ever because I will stay with my clients until they manifest what they want in one way or another because I don't ever give up. I hold the faith and belief for them, even if you're going through a really hard time. And we do, I do, myself. I mean, it took me, I really got serious having children at 49 because my friends were saying, are you, uh, you know, it's 49. I know you ever want to become children. You always say you're gonna have children. And I did, I said, okay, maybe I have to get serious about this. <laughs> you know, my mom, my grandmother had my mom at 54. So I thought I had gads of time. And, but it took me at least till 56 to actually get pregnant. So, you know, I just hung in there until it was gonna happen. And that's what I find with my clients. They eventually get to where they want to get to. Sometimes it's a harder road, but they will get there if you're using spiritual principles and evolving the way you need to evolve. And then you find out, wow, you know what? Happiness is an inside job. It's not about me getting something, that helps, but it's about how I see it and how I see the world. Because either I can see the world through a filter of happy or I can see the world through cup half not full, you know, half empty. So that's a really important thing. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what keeps me going because teenagers are not the easiest thing in the world. No. <laughs> no, because it's a little bit of a roller coaster, especially when you have twins. One's good, the other one's now flipping out. The other one hates the other one. This one, I love you, I hate you, why were you born? I said, don't bother me. You know, you came in together. It wasn't me, I didn't choose it. You did. Now you stuck with them, stuck with her. <laughs> but they love each other. But, you know, it's, you never know what you're going to come home to. You just never know, no, you know? No. Because I'm mommy, I'm not allowed to sing, even though I was a professional singer, because they sing better. Or I'm not allowed to have an opinion in certain things because I'm mommy. I'm irritating. So <laughs> so I give it to everybody else. Like, you take care of them. <laughs> you teach them how to sing. My daughter doesn't want to know anything. You <laughs> Now, do your children have your gift? Um, my son does. Ah. My son does. But it's interesting because... I had my daughter tested, you know, the Russians are like top of the line with this. And there's a bio um, scientist that actually tested me and my son and my daughter. 
And my son and I came very high up in the psychic healing level, but my daughter surpassed us. In fact, she, and she doesn't show any signs of it, she is right up there with the top Russian psychics. Amazing. Yeah. So eventually, at some point, she's going to show the gift. But right now, you wouldn't believe it. Now, my son, since he was younger, he reads energies, he sees triangles, he sees balls of light. He kind of understands what people are thinking or feeling. You know, he's he's, empathic. he's very empathic. Mm. And he'll say it. But, you know, she just does her thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what this um, bio uh, chemist said to me, you know, um, let's see what happens to her as she gets older. You know, because she's off the charts. Wow. So when did you, what were your indications when you were starting your... Well, when I was little... Time? I would know what everybody was thinking. My dad, this usually runs in the family. My dad was very psychic. He was in the White Brotherhood. And they used him to go behind the lines in World War II to find out where the American soldiers were. So he could, you know, psychically take his troop, little troops in there and, you know, help the American soldiers that were trapped. Incredible. Yeah, and so... I knew what people were feeling and thinking. I thought this was normal. I was healing animals when I was really little. I would take them, birds, cats, dogs, and they'd get better. But I took it as normal. And then as I was growing up, I kind of didn't use it so much. And then I got you know, into high school and all that other kind of stuff, and then theater and blah, 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 blah. And then it just started coming to me as I was healing myself and working with other people then healers are watching me work, and they say, you know, you're very psychic. You, you know what's going on with that person. I said, really? And then I said, yeah, I do. And so then I started using it in my work. And then, of course, with all the years of meditation and the, I mean, Tibetan meditation I did from, you know, way back when in a hut from 6.30 in the morning to 10 at night for seven weeks in a row to just do mindfulness. Now everybody's talking about mindfulness. Now everybody's talking about breathing work and et cetera, but I did that all the way back then. That gets you stronger and stronger in tune with reading people's energy fields. Mm -hmm. And then the important thing with a, a psychic gift is you don't impose your idea on someone else. You're actually reading their field. So a lot of psychics, they can only read certain levels. So they'll give you a certain bit of information or they'll project in there. And then there's other psychics that read higher energy fields that are more like the Akashic Records. You know, they're oh, much yes. more in scope. Okay. So that's what, you know, I've been able to develop. I can do it on the radio. Mm. I can do it, you know, I have a lot of Skype sessions because my practice is international. Right. And I can just read because it's, it's like turning on the radio. You know, it's like seeing an energy field. So when I do the radio, they'll give me like three or four names and they'll say, pick one, and I'll pick the person. And they'll get on, you know, and then I'll read their whole, you know, chakra system. And then I'll say, okay, this and this is blocked, and the la la la, and whatever. And they go, yes, that's true, la la. And then when I'll say, I have like 10 seconds to clear it, I'll do my clearing exercise, and then I'll bring the, the energy in and give them a shift in a very short period of time. Wow. Yeah, so it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's and they, fun. Yeah, but you know, you can't, you can't mess up. You can't yeah. say, oh, blah, 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 blah. And the person goes, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never had that, you know. Oh, 
then you're like, oh, okay, next. <laughs> Let's see, Sally Jordan from Washington, D.C. You know, no, you're, you're in there. <laughs> That's the thing yeah. with my work. I can't dial it in. You know, there's no dialing in the work. No, you, know, you have you, to show up ready. You have to be on the nose. It's like, it's too bad if you don't feel well. But, you know, when you're channeling spiritual energy, you know, it's not you that's working. It's a higher self that's working. So I'm able to just, you know, cruise through the days. I don't feel so great. So how does it work with you? Do you have guides or do you have, is it, is it God energy? Is it, how does it work Yeah, it's, you? it's, you, I get into the zone. I'm yeah. using universal energy in the room that I work in. People will feel guides coming in. I have the John of God lights. I went down to Brasilia and worked with him a little bit down there and also in Omega and he let me bring the lights back. So you can feel that energy. People's guides will come in as I'm working. If somebody's passed over from the person, that person can come in. Like in 9-11, I had a, many people that came, and I was dealing with the people that had, you know, passed over tragically in a, in a minute. And that's just a gift that I have. Like I can, I can bring in people from the other side, and I'm very comfortable with those other dimensions. I'm a triple Scorpio, so it's like transform or die. Watch <laughs> Right. <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's like that's where I live. I live in the other dimensions a lot, but, I'm, you know, I ground myself naturally to live here. But, you know, that's what I do. So what's next for you in 2020? Tell us about your programs that you're doing. You're doing the Intentions program, which you mentioned. Is there anything else on the... On yeah, the and then November 12th, we're going to do bringing in whatever you want to bring in for like four hours in a mini workshop, right. which is bringing in baby, bringing in relationship, bringing more financial abundance, bringing in a more dynamic, amazing career, whatever you want to bring in. And then you've made your intentions. Let's say you, you know, really put them down, the eight intentions, boom, it just puts more energy. And if there's anything blocking you in the subconscious, we work through it. Mm. So those are the two things that I'm really focusing on right now for the December, January um, manifestation. Great. Excited you, about it. That's fantastic. Are you going to do another um, summit out in Arizona? You were doing a workshop out there. Don't you do one once a year, right? Well, since the kids were born, I kind of stopped going to the jungles or whatever okay. and okay. risking oh, my life. That's fair. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is that uh, I did do Sedona last year, which was really great. Um, and I'm just toying with the next place that I'm, I want to go to. Because there's certain things with the kids that I want to make sure, like, are grounded and solid with their high school thing and their studying for whatever's. And once they get on track, then I'll look and search again. I love Sedona. I think it's really great. It's a wonderful vortex of energy. And I know a lot of great healers out there now that I can connect to in a wonderful place that we stayed at. So it was very magical, oh, wow. Sedona. And, you know, then I'll put it out on the website and yeah. people will know that it's there. Great. And of course I do my private sessions, which yeah. is you come in and do a reading, we see where you're blocked. We shift it and then we create a whole different reality and have the book and the tapes and all that other kind of stuff to support you. And people usually come in with a specific issue. I work them through it, they manifest it, and then they go off and then they come in for tune-ups then they go off and then maybe they have another issue that they want to work on and then come back in we work on it and then they go off again because I don't believe in you know capturing people for longer than they need to but you have to do the work 
you know, the people think, oh, things happen instantly in this society. They don't. It's yeah. it's work. It's cellular recharging. It's changing molecular structure. It's thinking in a higher level of consciousness. You know, there's no, I, I called it the McDonald's of metaphysics. <laughs> Do you know, let's just use the light. You know, I studied light work for 12 years at the Actualism Center. I mean, it's like a think pink. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work like that. You have right. to bring in that frequency. Do you know, and then you, I'm connected to thousands and thousands of light workers, you know, in different kinds of areas. So that when I'm bringing in the light, I'm connected to this big, you know, society, you know, of light workers. So there's a whole big myriad of things. It's not that simple. Or think positive. Or, and, and what I'm noticing, too, is that it's very easy to parrot uh, information that's been out there for years and years but what you really want to do is when you look at a healer or a therapist or whoever uh, an intuitive you know life coach or whatever you want to say hey you know what how are they living their life mm. because there's a lot of healers that they can heal but they don't use it into their own life and that's the biggest gift for me because I've healed so much in my own life that when I'm ready to make my transition at 120, mm. because we're age reversing here, yes. uh, and we're thinking young, uh, and I have the children, I don't want to leave so soon, yes. um, you've done it. You know, you feel like, hey, you know what? I aced this. I really evolved. Everything that I wanted to create when I came here, I did. And that's how you should be making your transition out without any regrets. Mm. You know, if you can move into a life with no regrets, then it's like, okay, and there are lessons, and lessons created the contrast, like Abraham was talking about. A lot of times we have contrast to create the lessons, to create the evolution. Mm. Then it was a beautiful life. And I'm really happy with my beautiful life, and I've helped other people live their dreams, and that's the way it should be. We should be like one with each other, helping each other and loving each other, but especially ourselves, that, that unconditional love of self that runs the whole ship because that's what connects us to our higher self and our highest self and God and all there is. Because when you go into those other dimensions and they talk about it when people have had, you know, uh, death experiences, yes, out-of-body experiences, yes. death experiences, mm -hmm. you get this feeling of immense, immense bliss. And that's the unconditional love. I felt that once when I saw an angel. I also felt that when I was swimming with the dolphins. There was one dolphin bubbles, I'll never forget it, because they have the eyes on the you know, side. Yes. And I was swimming with her, doing the dolphin swim. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I felt like I was going into the universe. Mm. And as I was going into the universe, I was feeling this tremendous unconditional love. I know that experience because that's what started this blog, this, uh, not blog, but this podcast because my father, when he was dying, I, 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 we all said goodbye and I, we, we, he was in hospice and the lady of the hospice said, he's not going to leave. He's not going to transition unless you let him because mm. we had been in, tra in hospice for five or six days. And so my family and I one by one said goodbye and then I got into a car back to the city and I got so scared, I didn't want to let him go. And I almost had the car turn around and go back and mm. something stopped me and said, he's with me. Oh and it was my God. Unconditional love, amazing. Oh, I got the chills. Got the chills. I mean, yeah. it's, it's what changed my life. Wow.
So this is that was that was the reason that's the reason why I'm talking about all this because it's it, it's people need to understand and know that we are having these experiences and we are going to another place. Right. And there is this love that exists when when you trans when you transition. Right. Um so I I I'm so happy you brought that up because it's it's it's, it's there. It's there. And you want to bring it into your daily life as yes. much as humanly possible. Yes. You know, with the stress and everything else and la, la, la. Absolutely. That's, where it's, that's what it's about. It's not about how much money do I have or this or that. It's about right. that feeling. Absolutely. So now what about the state of the world as it is right now in this place of confusion and chaos and all that's happening? How does one navigate this in 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 and connect with spirit or connect with positivity. I find it can be very challenging, even for, for people who are very advanced in this. Is there, is there, I mean, do you, what do you well, see? Well, you want to say, you want to stay centered. Yes. I mean, I asked my brother Curtis Lewa, he started the Guardian Angels, I helped him start it. He has a radio show. He is like brilliant when it comes to seeing the overview politically. Mm-hmm. And he said, Alita, it's extremes right now. So it's got to go so far to an extreme before it's going to bounce back. And then it'll go to another extreme, and then hopefully it gets into the middle. So you want to always stay centered. Mm. Naturally, you know, there's things that I see on the television, and I use some four-letter words about certain things, but then you let it go. You know, you can't just sit there going, oh, it's all good, it's all beautiful. You know, you have to react on a human level, but then you don't want to gyrate on it and loop on it and keep negative on it you want to just let it go and go okay now what can I do that's positive who can I touch that's positive so that we're adding positive energy and how can I live my life in the most positive spiritual way and connect with others in the most positive spiritual way and is there anything that I can do in terms of the whole political situation out there that I can volunteer my time with or stuff, you know, where you can be proactive. Mm. So you don't have to just sit in a bubble. But, you know, there are times that things are like so outrageously crazy that you wonder what is going on here. And, you know, I've been here for 72 years. I've never seen anything crazy. I mean, I I was against the Vietnamese War. I protested. I did all that kind of stuff. That was like day at the beach in a way compared to what's going on here. I mean, this is so complicated and so convoluted that you just, you're, you know, aghast. Mm. However, with saying all that, you keep the intention, which I do, that it's going to all work out, highest possible outcome for our country and for the world, and that whatever needs to get cleaned out gets cleaned out, and then the positive comes in, Mm. and that we reach a balance from the extremes that are going on right now. And that the balance comes in with very high spiritual energy. And that's where I'm holding the intention for this country and for the world. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Oh, and thank you for doing this. You're this has amazing. really been wonderful. Oh, gosh. Exciting. It's exciting. Right? It's so fun. We've yeah. got high voltage going oh, here. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. And continued. Yes. <laughs>